It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Emily Lonsberry, just after 2.20 here in the KSL newsroom. So much going on today. Coronavirus has really dominated uh, today's program. We have had a few occasions to take a step away from coronavirus issues. Uh, but if I'm honest, I'm not sure exactly how much time we should spend on this. Is, too, is there too much? Do we get to a point where uh, we've heard it all and we don't need to hear any more? And I don't think... I don't think there is too much. Right now, we're facing something that's uh, uh, a little bit different. It's irregular. It's something uh, we don't often find ourselves facing. We don't know. That we can certainly draw parallels to, say, SARS uh, or other coronavirus-type outbreaks that have faced uh, the world. Uh, but right now, there are certainly a number of questions that remain unanswered. I talked earlier uh, about where I am finding a little bit of comfort, and that is tracking the data. On my Facebook page right now, I've shared a link uh, to a site uh, which is being maintained by Johns Hopkins University, and it's leveraging that GIS type of technology, which uses maps to convey data. And on this site, you can see uh, there's a map of the United States, uh, of South America, Africa. It's a global map uh, showing all of the areas where the coronavirus has infected individuals. It uses circles to demonstrate how intensely uh, those infections have impacted uh, communities. We here in the state of Utah are very lucky to have just one small little red circle in the middle, uh, that representing the two cases, the two confirmed cases of the coronavirus here in the state of Utah. Uh, And also, very sadly, this uh, portal shows that total deaths worldwide right now uh, are totaling 4,262, with 118,000 total confirmed cases worldwide. Now, of those total confirmed cases, we also have another number, which gives us great reason to be uh, encouraged, 64,391. That's how many individuals have recovered. If you want to follow along with this data, which is also broken down by country and region even, uh, you can go to the Lee Lonsberry Facebook page, click the link, and see what Johns Hopkins University is doing to keep all this information in one place. Now, uh, this segment, we're going to talk about uh, kind of a touchy subject. We're going to be talking about uh, pornography. It was debated uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill, a piece of legislation which would require uh, pornography here in the state of Utah, sold commercially, to carry with it a warning label. This is a bill introduced by Senator Todd Weiler. He explained the bill this way. We, we have become accustomed in our society to have warn, warning labels, uh, including choking hazards. Small toys in this machine are not for children under three years. <clears throat> this bill extends warning labels to uh, pornogra- pornographic and obscene materials. Uh, we had a good uh, discussion yesterday, and uh, with, with that, I'll, be, I'll yield to any questions. Except from Senator Reby. <laughs> so uh, a little 
jab at Senator Reby, who did, in fact, ask a question. Uh, we'll get that question here in just a moment, but let me point out uh, a little bit of a spoiler here in this story. Uh, this measure uh, has passed both the House and the Senate. Uh, most recently, uh, passing the House just yesterday with a vote of 57 to 11, the House voting to approve uh, an amendment. That was the last stop uh, for this measure before being sent to the governor's desk. So the House has passed it. The Senate has passed it. It is now up to the governor whether or not pornographic materials sold here in the state of Utah will carry with it a warning label about the potential harmful effects that pornography can have on minors. Now, now we're not necessarily debating that uh, issue. I think that uh, sometime we will have that debate here on the program. Right now, we are uh, sharing with you uh, the debate which took place on the Senate floor regarding whether or not a warning label is merited. It'll be up to the governor ultimately if that becomes the norm here in Utah, uh, but the debate is fascinating, and I wanted to share it with you. So here uh, is that Senator Rebay asking a question of the sponsoring senator, Todd Weiler, on the floor of the Utah Senate. So I'm looking at the fiscal note. It says $50,000, and um, I'm wondering how we are going to... um provide research into these um, complaints that people make. I just said yesterday that last year we closed down the whole UEN library because one person said that they had seen pornography and that it took um, a bunch of people quite a few days to try to replicate that experience and they never could. And so my concern is that when we create these laws that this would be very cumbersome to enforce. So the, the fiscal note of $50,000 seems kind of low to me, and how are we going to enforce this law if we have multiple complaints and who's going to be the forensic computer scientist to figure out whether or not they had seen this pornography or not? Fiscal notes can be troublesome. We heard earlier last week from Representative uh, Carol Spackman Moss, who is working on a piece of legislation to outlaw the handheld use of cell phones uh, while driving. It was a fiscal note that hung things up for her. The estimation by the experts up there on Utah's Capitol Hill uh, was that her measure would cost $70,000. For that reason alone, uh, that bill has been stopped in its tracks. We're going to get an update, of course, from her before the end of the legislative session. But uh, this is a recurring theme, the fiscal note. Senator Rebe here uh, arguing uh, against this measure introduced by Senator Todd Weiler, again, to require warning labels on pornographic material sold here in the state of Utah. She's saying that the price tag uh, right now could be well over $50,000. Regardless of that, uh, this measure moved forward. And that question about uh, the concerns uh, Senator Rebe had uh, pointing out the the high price, the fiscal note attached to this legislation of $50,000, she claiming that that is a gross underestimation. Well, Senator Weiler had a response ready. He shared it with her on the floor of the Senate. Here it is. The good senator actually raised her UEN example um, in, in explaining her vote, not during the floor debate, so I didn't have a chance to respond to that. But since she's referenced that again, let me say that um, last year I received a call from a concerned mother in Tooele named Nicolette Peck, and she walked me through the steps um, to, to gain, to access pornographic material on a UEN database 
two or three different, um, two or three different uh, things, uh, and I saw them with my own eyes. I then called Tammy Pfeiffer and a few, few other people and walked them through it. So to, to, to even suggest a, that it wasn't there, or B, that it could not be replicated, is a fabrication. Uh, that absolutely did not happen. I saw it with my own eyes. Tammy Pfeiffer saw it with her own eyes. And I received several calls from UEN apologizing that that material was accessible. So there's that response, uh, dealing both with the anecdote referenced by Senator Rebe as well uh, as that fiscal note of $50,000. The debate continued, uh, and, and it's fascinating. And the real thing to watch now is whether or not the governor uh, will sign it. The House has passed this measure. The Senate has passed this measure, uh, and it is now on to the governor's desk. He uh, will be the lone individual deciding whether or not pornographic materials sold here in the state of Utah will carry with them a warning label, uh, warning those consumers against the potential harmful effects uh, that these types of materials can have on minors. Uh, Just a few short segments left in the program today. We're going to return to coronavirus in the next segment, but this time we're going to look at some of the actions by President Trump. Uh, He is supposed to head to Capitol Hill today to push uh, what he has called a very dramatic economic relief plan to counter the impact of the coronavirus outbreak. We're going to speak with ABC News correspondent Alex Prashe about whether or not uh, these these relief plans, or at least the details emerging from them, are appeasing some of the lawmakers on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. That's up ahead next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.